You're about to listen to a message from Foursquare Gospel Church, a city on the hill. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for this opportunity. Lord, as we listen to your word, Father, bless our hearts in the name of Jesus. That you heal every broken hearted in the name of Jesus. That you deliver those that need to be delivered in the name of Jesus. And that you shed light into our hearts in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Praise the Lord. Keyboard, please. I want you to remain on the key and keep praying throughout the sermon. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, church. I'm happy to be here this morning. I don't know. If you're happy to be here this morning, shout a very big hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Welcome back from camp. And we know that the theme of this month is great and mighty things. Great and mighty things. And um, when I was thinking and I was asking my father, okay, what do you have for your people this morning? And he said, tell them about the God of the great and mighty things. That's the truth. The moment you understand the God behind great and mighty things, it will be easy for you to believe. Jeremiah that I will prefer NLT all throughout, all through the sermon, NLT, please, thank you. Jeremiah 33 verse 3, you know, call unto me, I mean, let's, let's open it. Call on me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things. Okay, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about the things to come. So God said we should what? We should ask him. Praise the Lord, church. It's, it's, it's easier to ask somebody something that you know is capable of. If I'm supposed to say, ask Elizabeth to give you um, one million dollars, don't worry, I will get there soon. You would, thank you, you would think twice and say, let me just ask in faith. But if I ask you to ask Bill Gates, or Mark Zuberger to give you one billion dollars. I mean, most of us will not, or one million dollars. Most of us will not have to think twice. You know he's capable of doing it. So I've discovered that most problem or most of our issues that we have is that we hear about God. We, we read about him in the scriptures. But do we really know this God of grace and mighty things? Because if we know this God of grace and mighty things, it will settle the issue of fear, anxiety, unnecessary worry, unnecessary bother. You see some Christians, they come to the altar, they pray, God, I trust you. You're going to do this thing for you. You are, you are going to do this thing for me. You are the ancient of days, the beginning and the end. And when they leave the altar, they already have a plan B in case. So are you telling me you are having a God that can fail? That in case he fails, there's an in case or there's a plan B and there's a plan C. Sometimes when we ask for things, we say, okay, let's ask God for this thing. Can he do this thing? Or we believe in our own self-righteousness and that he can do it. But in our hearts, the scripture says those that believe, that we truly receive. So if we are not receiving, there is something wrong with our belief system. There is something wrong with the knowledge we have about this God. This God is deep. All of our lifetime is not enough to dive into this person. 
Let's open our Bible and uh, my outline, I tell you my outline to three. Outline one, the knowledge of him. B, faith and trust. Then outline C, times and seasons. Um, Ephesians 1, 16 to 19. We're taking it step by step. Ephesians 1, 16 to 19. No, we sing this song. We sing song like, My God is able, is able. I know my God is able. I know my God is able to carry me through. See the content. My God is able, is able. I know my God is able. I know my God is able to carry me through. I know my God is able to carry me through. Still yet, we still worry over things. Still yet, we still have hypertension over these things. Still yet, we still act like we are fatherless. We are not orphans. We have a father right here in our heart. It's not far from us. He is already close to us. We act like we don't have anybody that cares for If not, If everybody else leaves you in this world, no one thing, God cannot and will never leave you, never will leave, forsake you. That's just the truth. No matter how big the situation looks like, or no matter how heavy, if you think you are carrying all the whole world, Jesus is there to carry it for you. M16. I have not stopped thanking you. I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. Next, please. Let me use my phone. Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in the knowledge of God. That's a key thing. Apostle Paul had to pray for the, for the Ephesians Christians that God should give them spiritual wisdom and insight. So in knowing God, we need spiritual wisdom and insight. Human knowledge can't know God. You can't know God with your sense realm. God is a supernatural being. It's okay to cram all the scriptural verses it's okay to know a lot of memory verses, but head knowledge doesn't give life. It's the heart understanding of the word that gives life. Say so the word that I speak as spirit and their life. But why is it that sometimes we know 100% of this word and it's just like we are reflecting 20%? I really want us to be realistic this morning. Sometimes we get to a point where we begin to doubt, is this thing really working? Are these signs really true? Are these wonders really true? We know God, I know God can bless me. We can quote a lot of things. We know it with our head. I began to understand with our heart. Said that I pray that God gives you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in the knowledge of God. So there is a growth process. You don't know God overnight, it is not magic. What happened instantly is when you get born again, when our spirit is renewed. That's what happened instantly. But after that, you need to take the step by steps, the step by step to grow in the knowledge of God. 
You can be in church for 30 good years and you are still a baby in Christ. So it's not the number of church. I'm not trying to condemn coming to church. But it's not, it's not that a function of number of church activities or how effective you are in church. It's what do you know about this God you are serving. I mean, what do you understand? You really need to understand the person of God. You really need to understand him. Because when the chips of life are down, when everything is down, it's this God that will keep you standing. When it seems everything is not working fine, the fact that um, Okomi, we know, I mean, my heart, we know rest. Rest is not magic. Rest is sponsored from an understanding of the person of Jesus. Rest is not because we sing it in song or because we read it in the scripture that says, Call on to, come on to me, all you that heavy laden, I will give you rest. Then we turn rest to prayer point. It's not the prayer point, please. If you start praying from now to tomorrow for rest, it, you, when you finish praying, the world will come back. And devil is very smart. He knows how to manipulate our thoughts. So rest is sponsored from an understanding of who God is. Who is this God? See, if you know that God can never fail, even if failure is flying in your front, you just know you can't fail because you have a God that cannot fail. You understand that you have a God that cannot fail. You don't just know or you heard or your pastor preach. And you need spiritual wisdom and insight. It's a prayer. Paul had to pray for it. I pray that you have spiritual insight, spiritual wisdom and insight to grow in the knowledge of God. So it's like this. The higher you grow in knowledge of God, the more signs and the more understanding you have of him. If you are still a child, you can't, you can't reason beyond the level of your understanding. That's just the truth. A primary one child can't reason like an SS3 child. We know that. And a 100 level student cannot reason like a PhD student. So we reason, we think, we work with confidence as a result of our level of understanding. When David says that, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. He wasn't just talking. He knew what he was saying. And many of us can walk confidently in the valley of, we have not even started the journey. Most of us at the entrance, we're already saying something else about God. As we are going, we understand better. I just want you to follow me step by step. Then I said that spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in the knowledge of the Lord. So we are going to pray for spiritual wisdom. Dear Father, we ask that you grant us spiritual wisdom and insight as we study or we are on this quest of getting to know you in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope we pray that prayer, church, because we really need it. Then verse 16, he continued and he said, I pray that your heart will be flooded with light. The language of the Spirit is light. Light. When light comes, you just understand things. That's the truth. That our heart be flooded with light. He didn't say bucket of water. Do you know what it means to be flooded? So we need a flooding of light that comes as a result of the knowledge in chapter 16. You see how it goes step by step. See, the truth is, we know we are Christians. You know, sometimes I wonder and I sit down and 
I read books a lot. I love reading. And I came across a book about a general in the kingdom of darkness, whatever he called himself, how he was in the kingdom of darkness and how he was son of the devil and how God delivered him. And the man said something. He said, I will wish the Christians truly know half of what they carry. That they don't really understand who they are. He has been in the dark world before. So you understand who we are. He said, to take a territory, the devil might need thousands of demons. But to take a territory for God, God just needs one man. One man with understanding to take nations. Just, Bible says, if I find a man, you know, if I find men, a man with understanding can shake things. You think this man of God, I know there's anointing. They speak from a level of understanding. They say, rise. You come and say, rise. You kabash, you kobosh. 10 hours, 20 hours, the person is sitting there. And Papa Debo will just come and say, every demon here, in the name of Jesus. And hear people crying. <laughs> you think it's a joke? The truth is, we need to go back. We are just too busy. See, whatever, see, this world is spiritual. We conclude it in the spirit realm. Whatever is not concluded in the spirit realm cannot manifest in the physical. Realm. This world is ruled by spiritual beings. The rulers of darkness, they are ruling this world. So they conclude these things in the spiritual realm. So we as Christians say we are gods. He has raised up above them. But do we understand it? I said now, I said, I pray that your heart will be flooded with light so that you can understand so when light comes, understanding comes. You have an issue in an area of your life. You need light. The moment light comes to that area of your life, understanding comes. It's as simple as that. Darkness cannot start contending with light. It's not just, it's not, the moment there is light, darkness disappears. So what is that area of your life that it seems that you are struggling? The issue is not that Jesus is not there. He's there right beside us every time, every moment. Is that one person that doesn't lift you. That's the truth. But do we have the light or the understanding of that? Have we grown? Have we allowed our heart to be flooded with light, church? Because sometimes the truth is tribulations will come. We can't run away from it. That you are a Christian is even number one thing that makes the devil target you because the devil hates Christians. He doesn't love us. He hates us. So the moment you are born again and he sees your light, it's after you. But what will be your hammer, your light, and your understanding? Let's move on. I said that your heart will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confidence of hope he has given to those he called the holy people who are rich and are glorious. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Praise the living Jesus. The truth is, when light comes, understanding comes. And when understanding comes, there is just there's this confidence. Let me give a scenario. If I'm supposed to apply for a job and I don't have any referral, nobody's stamping anything, I'm just going there. You know, there is this level of seemingly confidence that I will go with. But if the president of the country writes a letter and a note for me, 
whether I'm competent in this Nigeria that we have or I'm not competent, you know the kind of confidence you go with. <laughs> Who born you? Even if, don't, even if the HR, you don't, you don't know the letter I'm carrying? Do you know which letter I can sack you? How many of us go and work in this life with that kind of confidence? We have a letter beyond that of the president, beyond that of the American president. We have that from the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that we don't understand what we have. You know, when Jesus Christ is with you, who can be against you? If God be for us, who can be against you? No man, no man, no man, no man. You need to understand it, no man. At the mention of that name of Jesus, every knee, he didn't say some knee, he said every knee in heaven on earth, we bow. And he has given who the name? He has given us the name. And you know, you know one thing, imagine I have a child and no, I don't think that's a good scenario to give. That's not a good scenario to give. Okay, I am hungry. I want to eat. And as I'm like this, my mommy has given me food stuff. Okay, oh, I'm traveling for seven days, oh. Cook the food, oh, and eat. And I have food stuff in my front, food stuffs. And I'm crying that I want to eat. Who is at fault? My mommy or me? Obviously, it's me. That's the truth. God is ever faithful. So if you see that you are failing, it's not God's fault, it's your fault. If you see that the devil is like, it's overpowering you, it's never his fault, it's your fault. He has given us everything that is needed for life and godliness. Christ is the wisdom of God. We have this spirit in us. We have everything to use against the devil. We say, put on the armor of God, you'll be able to stand. In the evil days. So if you are not standing in the evil days, you are not putting on the old armor of God. How is that God's fault? I hear statements like, Bola I mean, no. Uh-uh. Is it another Bible we are reading? Or they say, I'm not really good with you, but the destiny is brought from heaven. That's his destiny. I mean, so you mean, is the destiny for him to fail? Or is the destiny for him to fall sick? What of the Bible that says that? It is my will that you live in health and you prosper. I mean, it, it, it's the scripture line. The moment you begin to understand who this God is, that God is not a man. God is God. He existed for the existence of time. He is the beginning and is also the end. And you are his son. The son of Dango, they cannot beg for bread. Why would the son of God be begging for bread? He said, all the riches are in the storehouse. I've given you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. You have these keys. But you also rule like God's on earth. If you are not ruling, then there is a problem with our understanding. With the light, the amount of light we have in us. We need more light as a church. He said, he, said, he said, we should be fruitful. We are dealing with that. All of us are fruitful, those that get married. Multiply. That's good, we are multiplying. He said, take charge. How many of us are taking charge? Take dominion. You know, we can never send the devil away from this world. We met the devil here. We will leave him here if Jesus starts. But you know, you can mark your territory and say, you cannot come into my territory, devil. Do you know you can do that? 
I don't know where else you want to go. I'm not, it's not my business. You cannot come into my thoughts. Some of us, we entertain the devil unknowingly. We invite him into our thoughts. We begin to analyze things. We begin to over... You know, worry does not solve anything. It, it, it will just magnify the issue. This same Bible says what? Forsake worry. See, it's high time we as a church, the people of darkness are really diligent with the things they do. It's high time we sit down. We pray for this spiritual insight and understanding. We should begin to understand who God is. The men will know who God is. Great and mighty thing is guaranteed. But if you look at you know, it's the thing when I say, no, I mean understand. All of us all know God. But I mean understand. Understand who God is. You know, there is a God that can be in a storm with you in the boat. No, there's a level of understanding you have that even if this boat capsized, there is a fish under that will swallow me and put me at the shore. That's a level of understanding. That even if I drown, there is a God that can give me another life. Church, I really want us to pay. God will not do this for us. He has given us brain to think. He has given us eyes to see. He has given us his word. We, we have to do this sitting down and allowing our heart to be flooded with light. Say, I pray that your heart be flooded with light so that you can understand the confidence, the hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. 19 now says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. So before you understand the incredible greatness of God's power, you have to understand the person of greatness. Before you can then understand his incredible greatness, the incredible greatness of God's power. I don't know if you are following me this morning. Because there is this level of confidence that we need to have as Christians as a result of the understanding that we have gotten from the light of the scripture and intimacy. This leads us to our second outline. I said, lights, coming in of light gives understanding. And understanding automatically breeds what? Confidence. Church, faith is beyond confession. I repeat that. Faith, this Bible faith, is beyond confession is part of it. But faith is beyond confession. Confession really holds no root. It holds no water. Many confession. If, if when you begin to analyze your life now, if you want to be realistic with yourself, we've made a lot of confessions, a lot of confessions, and it may look like this was what I was going through in my life. I had to sit down to begin to understand. It's either the Bible is lying or something is wrong with me. One of it must be the problem. And when I discovered that the Bible is not lying, then the problem was me. We make a lot of confessions, and it seems like we pray, we believe. Believing is even beyond prayers. You can, you know, you can come to pray and still don't believe. You can pray for praying sake. You can think, thinking you believe is different from you believing. Church, praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. I say faith is an understanding of who God is. That's the Bible faith. Faith is an understanding of who God is. What do you think kept Abraham to 95 years of age? What do you think kept him? Because he knew God. What 
one of the three Hebrew men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said, bow down. If we don't bow down, we will throw you to the furnace of fire. If it was me, oh, me, I cannot stand the way he stood. That's the truth. I will just bow down small. And I'll say, God, you know, it's my heart we are seeing. As I'm bound down, just imagine that that statue is you. I'm bound down to the cross, not you. And I'll pay for forgiveness of sin. The moment I stand up, God, forgive me. He said, ask, you will forgive me. I'm sorry for bowing down. You know, I cannot afford, that's what I want to do, most of us. And that, me, I will do it. But they, they stood. They said they will not bow down. That they have a God that can save them from this fire. And even if it doesn't save them, they will still not bow down. So you don't believe in the mighty things. You believe in the God of mighty things. So in case you think you ask for this thing, it looks like the thing is not coming, would you start doubting God? Okay, I asked for this, and it didn't come at this time. Then my faith is beginning to shake. I'm beginning to doubt God. But even if it doesn't come, God, you are still God. We need to get to that point in our life as Christians. That's the only thing that will keep us standing. If you go through 2 Corinthians, Paul faced a lot as an apostle with all his powers. But he never for once in the scripture said, God is not God. Those times they were beating him. Couldn't God send angels from heaven to make the king cut or something? Those Christians that were thrown in flames of fires on the arenas of the Romans, lions eating them. Couldn't God do something? Is it not God? But what was keeping them standing? Because they have the knowledge of who this God is. They understand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know what, church? Most times we pray and we want the cup to pass over us. But what if we have to drink the cup? Don't think we understand what you said. We pray that, Lord, I just want this cup to pass over me. I just want this situation. I'm fed up to pass over. What if we have to walk through it? David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So for him, he was walking through it. Sometimes there's some things we have to walk through. It's not everything that will fly over us. There are some things we, we have to walk through. So some challenges in our lives, some heart pain. It, it, it it's not that God doesn't see these things. He sees these things. There's some heart cry we bring to God and say, ah, God, this thing you said you used to hear. What is going on? I got to that point. I'm like, God, I don't know. Is it that you are not? There was a time when I was growing up. I'm like, God, I prayed on prayer point. God, except if there's cotton wool in your ear, that's time you now answer this prayer point. I was still growing up there. Until I understood that I have to believe in this God. I said that word, faith is beyond confession. Faith is an understanding of who God is. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. My God is able, is able. I know my God is able, I know my God is able to carry me through. I know my God is able to carry me through. And another scenario I'm going to give, I heard Christians say it a lot. Christian finished praying, 
we pray about this thing as a family or as friends. Now we have prayed and you hear them saying, let's face reality. Ati badrao, ati prayo, but let's be realistic. My question now is, what exactly is your reality? What, how many realities do we have? If you keep having multiple realities, you keep having trust issues. Why will you pray to the God? I mean, this God, this God of all gods, hello him, the creator of the world, the one that seated on the earth, and the earth is his throne, no, heaven is his throne, and earth is his full stool. Just his finger alone can wipe the whole world. He cut out the oceans of the sea. He cut, he cut out the oceans and the creatures in the sea. And you finish praying. And you tell me, we've prayed. We've done God's part. Let's talk reality. Let's be realistic, my brother. I mean, let's be realistic. They can be, they can, they can be realistic. I know most of you have always heard this statement. Even me, I'm guilty of this at times. Let's be realistic. And I sat down one day. See, until God becomes your reality. I'll repeat. Until God becomes your reality, you will not truly experience these great and mighty things. Those men that experienced it were men that had no option but God. God was their first option, second option, third option, and their forever options. You can't call God into a situation and you are trying to work it out yourself. You are not telling God, I trust you, but I can do it on my own. We have to get to a point where we are broken and God, if you don't help me, I will die here. God needs children that are dependent. He's not saying we have to be independent. He wants dependent children. You know, you know, you know, you know you can, hallelujah. Do you know you can, you can, you can cause the integrity of God to work for you? I mean, God, we have no choice that to work for you. Example, I'm asking Reverend for something. And Reverend doesn't have it all in his mind, he doesn't have it all. But because I've announced to the whole world that I know Daddy will give me, because of that announcement, he will go and borrow anywhere he can borrow and to what? To satisfy me. We can do that with God. God, if you don't help me, mm -hmm, you can be watching me to fail, but you have to help me, you don't have anywhere to go. Let's begin to undo God like our father is our number one father is our father no matter what you are going through no matter the hard pain come on to me i will give you rest the rest is not in him giving you that thing the rest is in your belief system trusting in that in the person of god so people believe that rest comes the moment god gives you the thing that is not rest because you keep asking you keep needing you keep needing things every time is that whenever you need something else your rest is disturbed our rest is supposed to be constant and it can remain constant the moment our eyes is focused on jesus our eyes is not moving like this it just remains on what on jesus and trust me jesus doesn't have the track record of failing he doesn't have the track record of he will show up. This is my second point. Times and season. Jesus will show up. He might not show up when you think he should show up. He might not show up when we want him to show up, but he will definitely show up. He knows us more than we know ourselves. I pray for a thing and I'm expecting Jesus to pass through this door. What if he comes through this place? 
I'm expecting him to come like an elephant. What if he comes as a lion? How will I know? When we go to God, drop your expectation, drop your, drop your map, drop your assumption. God, I'm asking you for this thing. It must be blue. I mean sky blue precisely. When the sky you must have a shade of black. You start giving God option. I mean, you need to trust God to a level that no God, I don't know, but I trust your plan for me. I ask you for this thing. Do you know that the moment we ask God, do you know God hears us instanter, like he hears us immediately. God, God is not deaf that he have, we have to start shouting his name. It's not in the shouting. It's not in the intensity of our voice. It's not moved. God, our noise doesn't move God. Even sometimes our tears doesn't move God. Do you know what moves God? Do you know what moves God? Our faith. Our faith in his name. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. There are times in our lives where we have to wait. We have waiting period. We have waiting seasons. We need to understand as Christian that this is my waiting season. This is my waiting period. Are we able to discern these things? I pray God will help us as a church in Jesus' name that begin to understand this person of Jesus. How many of us can confidently say we truly understand him, we truly know him, we've truly grown in the knowledge of him. Usually you understand the meaning of sonship. He said we are joined, we are heirs of God and joined heirs with Christ. Do you know what it means to become heirs? Your father owns everything you on earth. But you need to pay the price to sit down, church. Pray for this insight. Begin to study. Begin to grow into this knowledge. Because faith doesn't just come automatically. Faith comes because of the understanding you have of God. Faith is not a prayer point. Faith is not an impartation. You don't impart faith on people. It's faith is something you just acquire and it grows from the understanding that you have of God. Great and mighty things is the littlest of things God can do for us. Our God is great. So when God does something, automatically it's going to be great. But why does it seem like none of these things or few of these things happens in our life? The problem is never God. And it can never be our Father. The issue that is something that has to do with our understanding of Him. That the heart of our understanding may be enlightened. Our heart, that our heart to be flooded with light, light that gives understanding. Understanding in tongues gives us confidence. Church, I don't want you to take this message for granted. We really need to know the God of signs and wonders. And you know Him in the secret place, you know Him in your study, you know Him through experiences. God loves you. And he understands you. He knows everything you go through. Church, he understands everything you are going through right now. Every tear that you drop, God feels the pain. He feels the pain. That's the, if nobody understands you, he does. But the thing is, do you understand the kind of God you claim you carry? Do you really understand it? Do you know the name he has given you? Say that we are now called sons of God. That's not an ordinary name. We are now come sons of God. We will move from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We are children of light. 
We are sons, sons of God. The God that does great and mighty things. We need to step out of the church. Even the moment we understand who God is, great and mighty things automatically comes to us. I pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Hello, Imadonai, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Imadonai, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Let's bow down our head and let's admit that Father, I know you, but I need an understanding of who you are. I am tired, except you're not tired of where you are right now. Except you want to continue in this terrain you are going. I'm tired of, of struggling too much. I'm tired of acting like I don't have a father there in heaven. I'm tired of hearing great and mighty things every time, every time. We preach it every day and it seems like it's not working. Flood my heart with light. Light, Lord. I need understanding of who you are. Teach me to trust you. Let's pray, church. Let's pray, church. I ask for spiritual wisdom. I ask for insight. I ask for light. I ask for grace to stay. I ask for grace to stay. When we stay, we begin to bed things. Begin to understand things. Hallelujah. His name is above. Please, let's start on my feet, church. Church, church, before church, church, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. I want us to sing that song with an understanding in our hearts, not just the lyrics. If you really believe that the name of Jesus is higher, Sing that song with an understanding in our heart. Because God is God. There is none compared to him. There is none like him. And there is none that can ever be like him. And now we are sons and we are destined for greatness.
We trust that you have been blessed by the message you just heard. For more messages, follow us on our social media platforms at Fosquare God bless you.